Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911. Uh, this is a two man car. Ruben is on his way in. My name is Jesse Romero. And I hope you had a blessed, happy, holy Independence Day. I sure did. Uh, but the biggest independence that we celebrate is the independ- or the, the freedom that was given to us when Jesus Christ died for our sins on the cross 2,000 years ago. And he set us free. That's the greatest independence that we can celebrate as Catholics every single day by going and attending the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Hey, Jesse, hey, just want to re- good morning, yeah. Jess. I'm here. Good morning, Ruben. Just want to remind the audience, uh, yeah, two-man car now, not a one-man car, two-man car. July is the month we honor the precious blood of Jesus. That's right. Uh, and it's uh, last month, remember, it was the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Next month, August, will be devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So this is what we celebrate. We don't celebrate any of the of the secular goofball stuff that's happening. Hey, just want to... Uh, just a couple, just some news items that happened over the weekend before we start getting into, I want you to hear these wise words from Justice Clarence Thomas. It's only about a minute, but let me mention a couple things that happened over the weekend before we actually start. The attacks continue against Catholic churches by these pro-abortionists, uh, you know, painting, vandalizing and painting anti-Catholic graffiti on doors. I think the last one that got hit this weekend was St. Bernard Catholic Church in Madison, Wisconsin. Police are investigating that incident. Uh, notice the enemy knows which is the true church of Jesus Christ. They're not attacking mosques. They're not attacking synagogues. They're not attacking Protestant denominations. They're attacking the one true church. Also, over the weekend, it's surprise, surprise, there was a mass shooting at Highland Park, Illinois. Mm. Six people are dead. Uh, 24 more were hospitalized after a shooter opened up near Highland Park, Illinois. Uh, the shooter had ha- had a rifle. He was shooting from a rooftop. The Highland Park police say they have they have a, the person of interest in custody. There was pictures of him. I don't want to mention his name, but he looks like again just one of those typical uh, secular humanist uh, millennial misfits that has uh, rejected faith in God and uh, and has rejected any type of uh, faith walk. The last thing I want to mention is that. Pope Francis over the weekend he he did weigh in on the on, on the communion debate. When asked about permitting communion for pro-abortion politicians, Pope Francis says when the church loses its pastoral nature, when a bishop loses his pastoral nature, it causes a political problem. That's all I can say. Jeez. And this is in reference to back in May when Archbishop Corleone barred House Speaker Nancy Pelosi from receiving Holy Communion. And Pelosi received communion at a papal mass on June 29th. Ruben, I'm going to tell you something. Every one of us, whether you're a lay person, you're a pope, we're all going to stand before Jesus Christ. We got one final court. All of our actions, everything that came out of our mouth, it's all going to be played before us. Some of us have more responsibility than others. You and I have more responsibility. We're fathers, we're husbands, we're grandfathers. Priests have more responsibilities than we do. Bishops have more responsibilities than priests. And a pope has more responsibility than anybody else. Mm-hmm. To me, Reuben, it is unthinkable what Pope Francis is allowing to happen in his pontificate. In fact, uh, endorsing it at times. Again, he's not some young man. He's an old man. 
uh, he's going to be entering into the barroom of Jesus Christ, the, the courtroom of Jesus Christ, uh, you know, sometime soon. I hope he repents for a lot of things that he's done because he's he's bred a lot of ambiguity and confusion in the church. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's uh, that's absolutely right. To whom much hey. is given, much is required. Amen. Yeah. Hey, let's ask uh, the, the the big guy. We got our own big guy, Richard O'Bannon. Uh, if he can play, I want people to listen to a one-minute clip of one of the smartest guys in the world. What a, what a great legal mind and a man of faith. These are the wise words of Justin's Clarence Thomas. Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip? You can be in the middle of a hurricane, or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. North is still north. People can yell at you. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. Hmm. What is he saying, Ruben? Yeah. Hey, you know, it, it's, it's pretty simple to me. Uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, by the way, I, I know people that know where he goes to Mass. He's a daily communicant. He's a convert to the Catholic faith. He's a conservative. He's a patriot. He's Republican. He's brilliant. And beyond that, he's, he's, a, he's a man of faith and he's wise. What a gift he is to us that you and me could live under this man's, you know, his, his term uh, in SCOTUS in our lifetime. And what a blessing to have lived to witness the nullification of Roe versus Wade because, because of great men like Clarence Thomas. Because Ruben, you and I, we were young youngsters in 1973 when Roe was passed. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, back then, I guess we could have said, or our parents could have said, these are the worst of times. But now, in 2022, with the eradication of Roe versus Wade, we could say these are the best of times. So we've seen the worst in this country, and we've seen the best in this country in our short lifetime. Yeah, Justice, and it's it's only gonna it's it's gonna still get uh, the the road ahead is still tough. We can't just. Rest oh, yeah. Them. Yeah, there's still a lot to be done. And um, <clears throat> we have to uh, there's still some states that are allowing it up to 15 weeks. And so we want to do we want to keep this up yeah. until it's eradicated altogether. And the fight uh, continues, Ruben. Yeah, You're right. We yeah. can't say like celebrate. Yes. Yeah. But uh, pick up uh, pick up your spiritual weapons and we got to and our political weapons also and pick and, and continue the battle because it's not over yet. Yeah, I, it, a, lot, a lot of what he's saying, it sounds a little bit like uh, what Archbishop Fulton Sheen said, that moral principles do, do not depend on uh, on a majority vote. Yeah. Wrong is wrong, even if everybody's wrong. Right is right, even if nobody is right. And and then and then this, another quote that uh, Bishop Sheen said was, <clears throat> kind of goes along with that, is that America, it is said, is suffering from intolerance. It is not. It's suffering from tolerance. Tolerance of the right and wrong, truth and error, virtue and evil, Christ and chaos. Our country is not nearly so overrun with the bigoted as it is overrun with the broad-minded. So, amen. Yeah, a lot of these these leftists, what they believe, and and it's funny is that they they'll they'll call us the extremists. We're not going. Uh, we're not going the other way. We, we we're just believing in tradition and what what we've always believed in, and. Uh, it, so they're just uh, what they're doing is 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 trying to change the the world to their worldview and and they think okay they'll say that they don't believe in uh, you know absolute truth but if you don't believe in their truth then you're crazy you know so uh, with the belief in in relativism then 
you know, nobody could, everybody could have their own opinion, you know? So that's all they believe. Um, exactly. Yeah. So we got to just keep talking to God and listen to, you know, he's the absolute truth. And, and Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. So truth is a, is, is not a concept. It's, it's a person. And, uh, so we have that in our, in our Catholic faith. Amen. Hey, Ruben, let's talk about <clears throat> heroes and zeros or losers and, uh, <laughs> Every month, Catholic Vote, good organization by a um, uh, what's his name? He's he's a good he's a good man. He puts out a, a list of bad Catholics and good Catholics around the country, mm. and I think it's worth that we would profile these. Uh, so this is the June uh, the June list okay. of of Catholic Vote of uh, because we want to hold these self professed Catholic leaders and institutions. We want to uphold them to the Church's teachings. So. Uh, we deserve to know who the zeros are and who the heroes are. So pretty here easy. we go. The first was pretty easy, Jess, after what we just talked about. Uh, yeah. Four. Who's hero number one, Ruben? Justice the month of June. Samuel Alito. The leak of, uh, the leak of his draft on, on the Dobbs case in, uh, in May, it caused uh, an immediate firestorm. And, you know, Jess, that, that was not done by, by accident. That, that was done so that they get their, the lefts can get their, uh, their troops uh, fired up and and start their uh, their uh, plan, and so supporters of abortion didn't just protest; they showed up outside the homes of Justice Barrett and Justice Kavanaugh. And in fact, they got a guy there that showed up at with uh, Kavanaugh's house with a gun and the intention of assassinating him. He's in he's in custody now. Uh, conservatives called the words. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said outside the Supreme Court, I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Could you imagine, Jess, if that was should a be Republican? should be locked up. Yeah. If, if that was a, a Republican that said that, you know, uh, God he'd have been He'd have been locked up. Yeah. Or, or yeah, or, or impeached or something, you know. But. Yeah. Fired. With this. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, besides the threats and intimidations, uh, Justice Samuel Alito, he kept pushing forward and he, he wrote a fantastic legal opinion uh, in which he declared Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak and the decision has had damaging consequences. It's time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. So there's never it's, it's not in the Constitution. And uh, that's what they're basically saying. The, the, it doesn't it's not a constitutional right. So he threw it back to the states. So it's um, we're going to see where it goes from there. And Justice Kavanaugh, Barrett, Thomas and Gorsuch, who was a baptized Catholic, but now Anglican. Uh, it's amazing how that uh, that, uh, that 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 uh, Catholics had a big play in this. I know. And, yep. and you know, when you look at the last, you know, so many uh, presidents back to Clinton, Clinton allowed, uh, you know, abortion for eight years. Um, <laughs> I, I, I saw this in, uh, in social media and it was kind of funny. You had uh Bush had gave it up, you know, allowed it for eight years. Obama for eight years. Trump for four years. But Biden, a Catholic, got rid of it. <laughs> That's good. I saw that. That was good. All right, Jesus. Now, we're going to continue talking in the next segment about heroes and zeros. We want to profile the people that we need to stand behind and the people that we need to impeach. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, Virgin Most Powerful, talking about heroes and zeros for the month of June. And uh, we just covered the first one, uh, Hero. Jeff- hero number two is my governor, Doug Ducey. Catholic, here's what he did, and he, he got, he's uh, got national recognition for this. I, I, I uh, give him kudos. Catholic parents who want an education that doesn't offend their faith face financial difficulties and paying tuition for Catholic schools. That's because they end up paying for education twice. Yep. Once when they pay their taxes, then again when they pay tuition. This all started because of anti-Catholicism of 19th century politicians like James Blaine of Maine. Thankfully, we have Catholic politicians like Doug Ducey in the 21st century. During the State of the Union address, or in the State of the State of the State address, Doug Ducey called on the Arizona legislature to send him legislation to reform the funding of schools in Arizona. And that's exactly what he did. Arizona's lawmakers passed a universal school choice funding bill the first state in the union to do so. Arizona is now the, the considered the gold standard on education reform. Governor Ducey said, Arizona is a top state for school choice. We give power to parents to make decisions in their children's education. Ruben, all this is, is common sense legislation that the Democrats have been blocking for decades. I know, yeah. I, I You know, they this, this all goes way back to like, you know, the 18th century where they, they were trying to keep the Catholics out of power and and just limit their their ability to, to get to get so into these kids, you know. Um, that's right. Yeah. Make them Protestant. Yeah. Or secular. Yeah. Uh, yeah, eventually. That, that's so here's, who's here number three, Ruin? Bishop Robert McManus of the Diocese of Worcester. And so in too many schools uh, in our country are embracing political fads and ideological causes, sadly— some Catholic schools, like Nativity School in Worcester, Massachusetts, are, gu- are gutting their Catholic identity and following the crowd. This is a Jesuit school, which doesn't surprise me, has displayed a Black Lives Matter flag, despite that organization's stated goal to disrupt the nuclear family structure and foster queer-affirming network. The pride flag is the symbol of the LGBTQ movement, which is diametrically opposed to the Catholic Church's teaching on human sexuality and the unique role of male and female. So Bishop McManus, he deserves the respect of Catholics uh, for having the courage to challenge Nativity School uh, back toward Catholic teaching and against a political indoctrination. So um, after attempts to a persuasion were unsuccessful, um, Bishop McManus decreed the Nativity School is in Worcester is prohibited from this time forward from identifying as itself as a Catholic school and may long, no longer use the title Catholic to describe itself. Additionally, the Mass and the sacraments wow. are no longer permitted on the school grounds. Taking such a step is never easy for a bishop because of, it upsets so many people. But we salute his courage in standing up for the faith. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. you know, Jesse, and Talk and, about a hero. Yeah, but some of, these, some of these priests who allow it to go on in their, you know, their, their schools, it's... You know, they're trying to appease everybody. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, they've got these these Catholics who are being taught uh, incorrectly. So probably half of them believe that, uh, hey, it's OK to put up a LGBTQ flag. Um, and it's just absolutely not. Uh, we had a local school up here in Glendora. It's all girls school, St. Lucy's. 
and had a, uh, a, a gay t- a teacher. And I guess everybody knew he was gay, but then he went ahead and he got married. And, and so he was, imb- you know, flaunting it. And that's completely against the, uh, the church uh, teaching. And, and so what did they do? The, the church ended up firing him. And the parents, a lot of the parents and the, the students, they went crazy. What are you doing? How can he's one of our best? Unbelievable. Yeah. So they're not being taught from the beginning that this <sighs> is not, is not uh, okay. So, I guess their, cha- their chapter in uh, Genesis 19, Sodom and Gomorrah, it must be uh, missing from their Bible. Or they probably just never read it before. Or they don't go to Mass, so they don't hear these readings. Ruben, somebody sent me a funny meme. Uh, it's about about the um, acronym LGBTQ. The meme said, uh, "Let's get Biden to quit." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Okay, talk, let's look at zeros for the month of June. Zeros or losers. And, and by the way, we we still have to pray for them. The heroes, we got to pray that they maintain their courage and fortitude. And the zeros, we got to pray that they regain their Catholic faith because they're on a slippery slope to hell. Zero number one is President Joe Biden. He has a long track record of supporting abortion. So it came as no surprise that he would further embrace abortion when the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade in June. He's been very vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Back in 2005, then-Senator Biden stridently opposed modifying or nuking the filibuster. That's because Republicans were in the White House and held both houses of Congress. Now that Democrats controlled all three... Biden has changed his tune. Speaking in Madrid, Biden said the following quote, we have to quote, we have to codify Roe versus Wade in the law. And the way to do that is to make sure the Congress votes to do that. And and if the filibuster gets in the way, it's like voting rights. We provide an exception for this or an exception to the filibuster for this action. Close quote. President Joe Biden smeared the Supreme Court for their outrageous behavior. That's what he said, mm-hmm. which he called destabilizing. That explosive rhetoric is disgusting for a president, but especially when he is overseas. You can find old clips of Biden 15, 20 years ago where he was he was very clear about his position. He would say, I am personally pro-life, but uh, you know I'm not going to do anything as a politician to change it. But you could see at least years ago, Ruben, he used to say that he was pro-life. He believed that, uh, you know, uh, that what's inside a mother's womb is a baby. Uh, you could find a lot of these videos uh, on the Internet. But uh, just without the, through, you know, usually when people get older, they get wiser. Not in his case. Yeah. In his case, I mean, in fact, the Bible actually says in the book of Proverbs that gray hair is a sign of wisdom. His gray hair, Ruben, is a side is a sign of He's become more hardened in in his in his heart in terms of uh, embracing the culture of death. Well, uh, Biden could be on that list every month, Jesse. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> something. You're right. The top of the list, actually. Yeah, every every month we're reading about him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, zero number two, HHS, HHS Secretary Xavier Becerra, another Catholic, uh, does. Does Health Secretary Xavier Becerra work for the American people, or does he work for Planned Parenthood? It, it can it can be hard to tell. His agency is currently publicizing abortionfinder.org to help women find places where they can abort their unborn child. He called the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade as despicable. Becerra has said he, he will use taxpayer dollars to help transport women in pro-life states 
to places where they can have their child aborted, despite the obvious prohibition against using taxpayer funding for abortion. When asked if the federal government would consider opening abortion facilities on federal lands, Becerra said all options are on the table. And in addition to his zeal for uh, dead children, Becerra also publicly supports radical sex changes on young grade school children. Uh, this is his downright dirty here. This guy, he was uh, he was here in California, and and he I think he he replaced uh, Kamala Harris as the as the this attorney, attorney general. general. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad that he's gone from here, but you know, and he's making a bigger problem for the the federal government. He yeah. sure is. Yeah. Zero number three, Justice Sonia Sotomayor. It's in, it's embarrassing that the last three of they're all, yeah they're all baptized Catholics. Yep. Um, during her tenure in the Supreme Court, Justice Sotomayor has unfortunately become a rubber stamp for every secular left wing cause that crosses her desk. Two prominent court cases in June illustrate this perfectly. In Kennedy versus Bremerton School District, Justice Sotomayor believed that a school football coach should have no right to voluntarily pray while in public. After school games, Coach Kennedy would pray at the 50-yard line. Thankfully, the majority of the Supreme Court ruled in favor of allowing these non-compulsory acts of faith to exist without fear of retribution or reprisal. But Sotomayor called the decision misguided and would have supported the school's decision to fire the coach. Likewise, when the Supreme Court upheld Mississippi's 15-week ban and overturned the notorious Roe v. Wade decision, Justice Sotomayor blasted the Supreme Court majority she joined the dissent opinion, which read, quote, from every moment of fertilization, a woman has no rights to speak of. A state can force her to bring a pregnancy to term, even at the steepest personal and familial costs, close quote. Boy, that's going to be played for her at her judgment, what she just said right there before Almighty God. It's particularly odious to invoke the moment of fertilization at the same time you're calling for the ability to terminate unborn human life. Wow. <laughs> And you know these um, these leftists on the on the court. They uh, I can't remember a time where they voted w- with the uh, the conservatives on an issue. It's like they just like it says here. They just they rubber stamp everything. It's like uh, they don't even listen to another side. It's their way or the highway. And yeah. uh, you know we 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 hear sometimes that some of our justices on the you know I say our justices the you know the conservatives on the court. Right. They they've. They've kind of failed us that sometimes we think mm-hmm. they're going to vote um, to the right, and they they go ahead and they vote with these with the leftists, and mm-hmm. it, it just it's gotten so political, Jesse. Um, That's why it's so important who becomes president. That's why we have to win the next election, Ruben. Yeah, because the the president vote uh, they they're they're the ones that rubber stamp the Supreme Court. Right. They're the ones that vote for the next justice. Yeah, but I think uh, it was Bush who who had. Have uh, seated um, Roberts and uh, well, uh, who's it? Roberts and um, I'm forgetting the names now. But the three that and Thomas, yeah, Thomas. That's right. And uh, one, the other one, Scalia. No, he's he's but, but he's now. dead. I'm now saying through the three justices, uh, Bush had uh, put in there, and Trump put in the other three. Oh, uh, Gorsuch was K- Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and uh, uh, yeah. the female. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Bre- uh, uh, Barrett. We're showing our age, Ruben. Barrett. Yeah, it was Barrett. Yeah, having a Biden moment. Yeah, yeah. Who's zero number? Who's the last zero, Ruben, on the list? The Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and she could also be on the list every month. 
Yeah. Uh, Pelosi's relentless advocacy for ab- abortion is perhaps unmatched among pol- politicians today. She has consistently invoked her Catholic faith while calling for the legal right to murder unborn children. She has led the push to term- to eliminate all pro-life protections in the states and to force taxpayers to pay for abortions. Given this enormous public scandal, uh, Archbishop uh, from San Francisco, um, Cordelione, was left with little choice but to ban Nancy Pelosi from receiving Holy Communion until she publicly repented from the scandal of supporting the deaths of millions of unborn children. Nancy Pelosi's response was she went to Rome and attended a Mass with Pope Francis, and she received Holy Communion despite her Archbishop's direct order. Her defiance made international news. Nancy Pelosi has no interest in dialogue. She thinks there's nothing wrong with her public support for abortion. She doesn't respect the teachings of the Catholic Church, nor the shepherds charged with leading the flock. I mean, this is the one person that needs to be excommunicated um, and, and for her own good. But yeah. uh, when the Pope's not even backing you up, it's a slap in the face to uh, Arch- Archbishop Gordon Leone as well. So Pelosi's a modern-day Jezebel. And Jezebel was one of the most evil women in the Old Testament. Wicked. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has a spirit of Jezebel. Hey, up next, we're going to be looking at St. Mother Teresa's pro-life speech. You don't want to miss it. Be back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 888- Five two six two one five one. Jesus nine one one. Virgin most powerful. Switching gears here. Uh, not now. Not really. It's actually we've been talking about abortion along the same theme. Yeah. And uh, this is a time when Mother Teresa she dared to tell a U.S. president that uh, abortion is murder. You know she. This we're going to play a clip um, of of her her speech and. And that goes back, uh, you know, many years. It was on February 5th, 1994, where that clip was, uh, we're going to watch, uh, occurred, Jesse. I don't know if, um, yeah, if, yeah, it was the National Prayer Breakfast in Washington, D.C., and it was in front of uh, Bill, Bill and Hillary Clinton and um, Al Gore and his wife and uh, 4,000 others in attendance, and, and, and she called abortion murder. So do you want to say something before we yeah. play it? Or? I'll, I'll, I'll... Now I can tell you, one of the, this is probably one of the most courageous pro-life speeches. Think about this: yeah. you're in a room full of pro-aborts, including the president and the first lady, yeah, and the vice president and his wife, yeah. And, and but I'll, I'm going to tell you the weight that Mother Mother Teresa carried. It was not her physical size, but it was her holiness. Mm-hmm. That's the weight she carried into her room. I mean, she probably was about 100 pounds all wet. You know what I'm saying? But the fact is that people knew this is this is a serious follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. So she can say what she said and get away with it. And then uh, you can hear a pin drop after Mr. Engineer. Can you play this clip? The greatest destroyer of peace today is the cry of the innocent unborn child. If a mother can murder her own child in her own womb. What is left for you and for me to kill each other? Even in the scripture, it is written, even if mother 
could forget her child. I will not forget you. I have curved you in the palm of my hand. Mm. Wow. It was a... I I read that there was a standing ovation. People people kept applauding, and uh, they didn't stop applauding for five or six minutes. Because, again, you know, half of the room was pro-lifers. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, the pro-boards, they just stood there with, uh, you know, with... with mouths with, open. Yeah, they looked... Yeah, exactly. They just couldn't... They could not believe what just happened. They feel like, man, we just got hit with a left hook from Mike Tyson here. Yeah. But back then, it, it, you know, abortion was... They didn't... It wasn't abortion on demand. It was... It was... Uh, and you couldn't kill your baby all the way up until just before birth, you know. Um, there was... They've come even so much further from oh, yeah. that day in 1994. Yeah, the Clinton Doctrine, Ruben, was, if you remember, he said, safe, legal, but rare. Yeah. That was the Clinton Doctrine on abortion. But the the doctrine today of, the, of that same Democrat Party is far beyond what... Now, I think his wife has always been kind of a rabid pro-abortionist. Yeah. Clinton was a, a, a bit more level-headed. Here's a couple of other things that she said in that clip, uh that that we don't have time to play the whole thing. She said, any country that accepts abortion is not teaching its people to love, but to use any violence to get what they want. This is why the greatest destroyer, the greatest destroyer of love and peace is abortion. She, so she also says that. And, uh, and, and the big line that she did say, I'll repeat it. She says, if, and if we can, if we accept that a mother can kill even her own child, mm-hmm. How can we tell other people not to kill one another? Good right. point, Mother Teresa. Yeah. She said, how do we persuade a woman not to have an abortion? As always, we must persuade her with love. And we remind ourselves that love means to be willing to give until it hurts. Jesus gave even his life to love us. She encouraged people to reflect that killing a baby, it is an act of violence and violence does not solve anything. Hmm. Ruben, can you imagine if this country, the left specifically, if we put all the energy and resources, because they put billions of dollars into abortion. Oh, yeah. If we put billions of dollars and resources and energy into adoption agencies, into helping uh, moms that have an unwanted pregnancy, I mean, all of this operates in the Catholic Church through small little donations here and there. Can you imagine if we had the funding of the federal government uh, to the to the tune of what they fund Planned Parenthood with? Mm. Uh Again, we, we invest all kinds of money and energy to kill babies. We should inv- invest all that time of money and energy to make sure that we uh, we preserve the life of our future citizens. Yeah. And uh, so abortion just leads to more abortion. And uh, any, and uh, she, she said that any country that accepts abortion is not teaching its people to love. I think you said that. And um, she concluded her speech just with the words of hope and a reminder that we are all called to use our freedom for higher purposes than murder. And uh, if she quotes, uh, she says, quote, if we re- remember that God loves us and that we can love others as he loves, then America can become a sign of peace for the world. From here, a sign of, of care for the weakest of the weak, the unborn child must go out to the world. If you become a burning light of, of justice and peace in the world, then really you will be true to what the founders of this country stood for. God bless you. It's just amazing. And then yeah, if they could yeah. reflect now, Jesse, um, those people that were there on that day in the audience, and then to, to find out later that she becomes a canonized saint, they were, they were in the presence of, 
of holiness, Mary. That's exactly the point I was going to make. Yes. Hillary Clinton, when she dies and goes to her judgment, she, the Lord is going to say, I let you hear my word on this issue through a saint. Mm-hmm. Mother Teresa, you listened to her for several minutes at the National Prayer Breakfast, and you rejected everything she said. Very few people, Reuben, get, does God send a, a saint to speak to you like he sent Hillary Clinton? And, uh, and, and again, Hillary Clinton, despite listening, her and her husband have continued to ignore the teachings uh, of the Catholic Church on this topic and Mother Teresa. And more than that, God. We're not even talking about this. These aren't the words of Mother Teresa or the Catholic Church. This is the word of God. This is what God says about human life. And uh, this will be this will be replayed at her particular judgment. Yeah, Jesse, they, they've they've hardened their hearts and uh, it's kind of like Pharaoh and they're not. It's pretty, pretty much a lost cause. I know God can do yeah. anything, but they're so far re- removed from from truth that it's just it's mind boggling that they can't see that this is uh, this is murder. And what, they got so much blood on their hands for promoting it the way they do. Uh, so, yeah. Ruben, and by the same token, a lot of these justices, their salvation, you know, again, a lot whatever sins they've committed in the past, they're going to be atoned for this decision that they made, that uh, after 63 million babies were killed since 1973, these five justices or six justices, they did the right thing. And again, this could be, this could be their vindication at their particular judgment. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. And so I think half the country was reading uh, maybe 26 states are going to limit it, uh, have limited abortion or outright ban on abortion. So the left is worried and that's for sure. And uh, so we we have to keep uh, keep pushing forward because that uh, they're destroying things like you said, churches and they're threatening uh, to do harm to people. And and, and so that always happens from the left, Jesse, you know. It's it's never the uh, never the right that's out there. I'm okay. Occasionally, there there's some people nuts that that will, will go out, hop the rail, and and want to do violence. But but for the most part, that all comes from the left. You know. They're, yeah. No, you're right, yeah. Ruben. Here's something else. I mean, you and me were in law enforcement, and this is something I don't know if you've ever wondered about. Uh, years ago, I just was curious, and I started doing some research on people that are locked up in the criminal justice system. Let's just say California, for example. Uh, uh, the average inmate in the in the California Department of Corrections, and so I was looking up several several uh, uh, statistical studies. Most people that are locked up in prison are Democrats. Mm-hmm. The vast majority. Yeah, they vote Democrat. They're registered Democrats. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yep. And, and I'll tell you why that is. It makes sense to me because, again, as we see right now. We're, the Democrat is the party of lawlessness. It's the party of disorder. It's the party of, I don't care what the Supreme Court says. I don't care what God says. I don't care what the Bible says. I'm going to do what I want. And so is it a wonder that most convicts in prison are Democrats and vote for the Democrat candidate? Yeah, not surprising. Not, not surprising, yeah. And, and Jesus even called them, you know, the left, uh, and he, he, you know, called the 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 goats on the left and the and the sheep on the right. So, you know, there's the left will be damned, the right will be saved. It's right, right Matthew twenty five thirty one. Exactly. Yeah. 
So. Hey, Ruben, we're going to talk next. Let's move on to another topic about uh, the way some of the U.S. bishops have responded to the Dobbs decision. Uh, I want to profile some of these uh, some of these good bishops. The Supreme Court a couple of days ago, they overturned Roe versus Wade in a six three decision. It was, a, it was it was on a Friday, mm-hmm. so they brought an end to nearly half a century of nationwide legalized abortion in the U.S. It was a uh, it was the specific date when this happened was June twenty fourth, and it was called the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization's decision. And it's been welcomed by Catholic bishops across the country. I wish all the bishops would have spoken out, but I'll be happy with some of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's take a look at some of the Episcopal responses. I'll profile here the ones in my backyard. Uh, the Diocese of Phoenix. There was a signed statement immediately by Bishop Thomas Olmsted, who we're losing in two weeks, mm. and Bishop Eduardo Nevarez. He's the uh, the vicar. Uh, he's the, the associate, uh, yeah, auxiliary. the vicar, auxiliary, auxiliary bishop, yeah. So they're they're here in the diocese of Phoenix. They welcome the decision, saying the following: "Quote, our country has begun to repair the damage done to our nation by the catastrophes of Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, two court decisions that led to the destruction of more than sixty million lives and confused our nation's laws." and moral conscience. It is providential that this decision was released on the feast of the most sacred heart of Jesus, close quote. Mm. We'll continue talking about bishops around the country, how they responded to the Dobbs decision, Dobbs versus Jackson, the June 24th decision, which uh, basically uh, overturned Roe versus Wade. Jesus 911, two-man car. Jess Romero, Ruben Nava. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. We're back, Jesus 911. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And uh, we're talking about the, the bishops. Uh, we're showcasing some of the bishops around the U.S. that responded to the Dobbs decision and the overthrowing of uh, you know Roe v. Wade. You were, uh, Jess, you were, you were talking about... Uh, yeah, I, d- I just finished talking about the Phoenix bishops. Uh, Ruben, what's the next one? Okay, <clears throat> so the, the next one is going to be in the Diocese of Oakland. It said that Bishop Barber joins in giving thanks and celebrating today's ruling by SCOTUS and notes there is much more to do. And then uh, Bishop Robert McElroy of San Diego, who's a cardinal-designate, said, while we celebrate the decision, the culmination of prayer and decades of legislative advocacy, like affirming events, committing excuse me, time and resources to pregnancy centers and walking with families facing an unplanned pregnancy. In many ways, our work has just begun. We must work to ensure that California law protects the rights of the unborn. We must emphasize that being pro-life demands more than opposition to abortion. It demands we do everything we can to support families, to to provide access to quality health care and affordable housing, good jobs and decent housing. It means making the, the sure parents and families have access to the affordability of child care so that being a parent doesn't force women and families to drop out of the school or leave the job market. It also means reinvigorating our adoption system. Support for children and families cannot stop at birth. 
And Je- that's lo- now that surprises me because he's a man of the left, and that's a pretty good statement that he made. There's only one thing right in the middle that uh, where he says it demands we do everything we can to support families to provide access to quality health care, affordable housing, uh, good jobs, and decent housing. Well, if you want, if we want to fulfill that, we've got to get the Democrats out of office. They're the ones that have made housing unaffordable. Right. They're the ones that have destroyed the economy. They're the ones that you know want to put everybody in high-rise buildings and apartments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, so far so good. Good statements from Bishop McElroy. But uh, uh, then again, you got to go further. We we've uh, we can't uh, allow the Democrats to be in power because this is exactly what we have: skyrocketing housing. Skyrocketing gas prices, skyrocketing food prices, and uh, a lot of jobs going overseas. I've long said, Jesse, that the, the bishops could have changed this a long time ago if they they want to march on on in, in unison, you know, easily throughout the the cities and uh, into the you know our state capitals and and the Washington. And you're right, Ruben, because they have the political power. They do. They have the religious and political power to stop all this. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, they're, uh, you know, the successors to the apostles, they, they could change things. And uh, I know a lot of them are in the background doing it, you know, prayers and stuff. But uh, why not get in the forefront? You know, some bishops are doing that, but uh, yeah. we need more of them, too. Now, this this uh, statement surprises me. But I, and but but I welcome um, the fact that even though he's he's definitely a man of the left. Yep. But he made a good statement here, so we have to give him credit. Cardinal Blaise Supich of Chicago commented, quote, We welcome this important ruling and the opportunity it creates for a national conversation on protecting human life in the womb and promoting human dignity at all stages of life. This moment should serve as a turning point in our dialogue about the place of an unborn, an unborn child place holds in our nation, about our responsibility to listen to women, and support them through pregnancies and after and after the birth of their children, and about the need to refocus our national priorities to support families, particularly those in need. I just have to say he made a good statement there. I have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, because uh, well, we've we've highlighted him in the past through things that weren't so good. So yeah, correct. And then we got to be got to be fair here, right? Yep. The next bishop is Thomas Paprocki of Springfield, Illinois. He said the decision lifts a cloud that has hung over our, our country for nearly a half century. There is no way to undo the tragedies of tens of millions of innocent lives lost or the decades of division sown by Roe v. Wade, <clears throat> the Roe v. Wade's decision. But for the sake of future generations, we can now move forward with a more honest debate and efforts to advance policies and support programs that protect innocent life and promote stability and security for vulnerable mothers. And, uh, you know, just it's funny how the, the left likes to call it women's health care or reproductive rights. There's nothing reproducing when you're killing the baby. And, and, and the woman's emotionally scarred forever. Yeah. And so they, they try to say that Planned Parenthood offers a lot of different services. But when you, you look at and where the majority of their money comes from, and the majority of the, the treatments they give are for abortions. And, you know, let's, let's just be honest. Yeah. Ruben, you know, something kind of sad is I, I just read another article that right now vasectomies are skyrocketing. And, and that's very sad. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, this uh, article put out by a doctor, he says that he's a urologist. He says he's experienced an uptick in requests for vasectomy procedures 
across the country following the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, according to the New York Post. Staff at medical offices told the Post that they've been stunned by the number of childless younger men asking about sterilizing procedure. That goes to show you, Ruben, the state of the state of men today. This is how malformed they are. Yeah. Uh, you know, they want to tie themselves off like dogs, like an animal, instead of, of fulfilling what God has called men to do: be fruitful and multiply. That's a sad state of affairs. It goes to show you, Ruben, that uh, the, the 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 population that really loves abortion are uh, are, are single men, single secular, filthy men. Mm. We'll continue with this article. Archbishop Joseph Neiman of Kansas wrote this. I'm overjoyed the American people can determine what the public policy in abortion will be. I'm glad we're back to where we were pre-1973. But the battle's not over. This is a significant victory. But how each state will have to determine what will be the public policy on abortion. This guy, him and Paprocki and some of the others are constantly, uh, you know, uh, on the side of orthodoxy. Good, good. Uh, Bishops Joseph Kopaz of Jackson and, and Louis or Louis uh, Kinemen of Biloxi wrote that uh, today Lady Justice has turned her attention to the cry of the unborn child hidden in the refuge of his or her mother's womb. Today, today Justice has not abandoned that unborn child and his or her capacity to feel pain. But there is still more work to be done. Together with many throughout our country, we join a prayer that states are, are now able to protect women and children from the injustice of of abortion. The, the Catholic Church has had a vested interest in this matter, the dignity and the sanctity of all human life. Now, Jesse, I think, I, um, I can, I'm just trying to figure out how many abortions are they are, are going to be spared? Um, at least half, if not more. Because, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's amazing that uh, this happened, I, I don't know, I've, I've, I've heard some people saying that this could be as a result of uh, the Pope uh, uh, consecrating uh, Russia to her Immaculate Heart of Mary. Um, Interesting, you know. I didn't. I, I didn't make that connection. But again, um, even even a, a person who is personally not holy, but because of his office, still has a lot of power when he prays according to his office. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. It's 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 uh, something to, to to ponder. Yeah. Bishop James Conley of Lincoln, he's another guy who's on the right side of the issues. He says, the fact that this decision was released on the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus is no coincidence. Our Lord has given us a great gift from the the love of his most sacred heart. We now have to reach out to women and families who find themselves in difficult situations and love them with the heart of Jesus. We need to accompany them with our love and care, welcome them, walk with them, and show them that life is good. And if they're not alone, praise be Jesus Christ. Yeah, Yeah, Jesse, would you, um, you, you spoke about the men that are seeking uh, vasectomies, it's it's also goes to catechesis because I I know yeah you're right I, I, you're right Ruben. I'd run into a lot of a lot of just guys we worked with you know and and they didn't know anybody oh man I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get fixed you know I'm gonna go and yeah. uh, did you know that you're Catholic and you, we can't do that you know I almost I I almost feared saying that because you know I know they're not gonna change their mind but but at least I put that thought in their head but. What is it? So once you have the knowledge that it's it's a it's a sin, a mortal sin, then you're even more culpable. Then it is. <laughs> That's what Jesus says. Yeah. He goes, when you did not know uh, that it was a sin, you had you have no blame. But now that you know it's a sin, your sin remains. Mm. So it's right in the New Testament. Yeah. Yeah. And so those who have had had uh, vasectomy, 
Now, the church is not going to require you to go get it unchanged, but you got to confess it, you know, yeah. know that it's wrong and and confess it and uh, it's done, you know. Um, so, yep. yeah, just now if you're a youngster, if you're like 25 or yeah. 30, yeah, you should go and change it because that would show God that, yeah, that's that's called restitution. Right. If you're an old dude, just go to confess it uh, <laughs> and make it, you know, make, yeah. make a good heartfelt confession. Yeah, you, you still got time to, uh, to to bear children too. Uh, and the other thing, the other thing too, is that men have no rights when it comes to abortion. It's 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 simply the woman who's you know she, what she says goes. I mean, if if even a head of state was to come over here with his wife and she says you know she runs off and says I want to get an abortion for the baby she's carrying, even a, a prince or a king or a head of state wouldn't have a say so here in America because the you know the the woman has carries all the cards and that's that's disgusting how uh we've allowed that to happen as men it's shameful actually mm-hmm. yep yeah because most of those guys that you know, they want most guys they, they would want to get rid of that uh what they call burden or or having to carry and and provide for the child of course there are some 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 people i i know some guys that have said i wanted my i wanted that baby and i didn't want it to lose it and and they had no standing so that's a shame that's a shame that's right so we're not going to get to finish the i'll just mention them cardinal joseph tobin of newark he also made some very very good positive uh decisions or, or uh, had some very positive things to say about the overturning of roe versus wade and he's a man of the left so that that surprises me which but it's it's good i'm glad to see that uh his statements were completely in line with the church's teachings bishop james wall He's an Orthodox bishop. He also made some very positive statements about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Archbishop Paul Coakley of Oklahoma City. He's also a good bishop, uh, very Orthodox bishop. He also made some very positive decisions of uh, regarding the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Uh, Archbishop Alexander Sample of Portland and Oregon. He's also one of the good bishops, Orthodox. Uh, he also made some very positive decisions, uh, made some positive uh, yeah, statements about Roe versus Wade, the overturning of it. Bishop Daniel Flores of Brownsville, I don't know anything about him. He also made some positive decisions uh, or made some positive mentions of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And uh, Cardinal Wilton Gregory of Washington, he's, he's kind of a little a man of the left, but he also made some positive decisions, so good for him. God bless uh all these bishops for standing out for the gospel of life. Reuben, take it away. Yeah, and uh, I wish that uh, he would stop uh, giving communion to Biden out there in Washington. Yep. But anyway, you've been listening to Jesus 911. Thank you for your patronage. I know you have a lot of other options out there. Thank you. And we uh, are coming uh, coming up with uh, Gary Mishuda from Hands On Apologetics. Coming up next. So we'll see you tomorrow. And same uh, Christ channel. Same Christ time. Talk to you later. God bless you. Keep your faith.